0: Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast every relationship begins with you. Okay, today is probably one of the best episodes I am ever going to do on um, how the inner child sabotages your life. And the month of March, I'm really gonna be uh, focusing on um, the different types of parenting uh, styles, parenting, um, you know, pathogenic parenting um, attitudes that affect the child and then later the adult. Um, So basically, you know, the prime factors that these pathogenic, you know, um, parenting attitudes affect Effect are is is, it's an emotional disturbance. So what you know, this is when you become emotionally traumatized, and um, I want to go through each of them, and I'm not going to shortchange you on any of them, because what's going to happen is you're probably going to really recognize yourself in some of these. Um, One of them, maybe more, but and also your partner. And you're gonna to start to really learn why people react the way they react. And why you can't take it personally, but also why you can't change it. You will never be able to change another person's reactions. It has to come from within. If you're in a relationship, can you start to change yourself, heal yourself, change your own reactions, and possibly the relationship starts to heal? absolutely yes absolutely that's one of my favorite parts of my job I mean like I love helping couples I love you know obviously working with individuals and healing them and helping them and so they don't keep going from one unhealthy relationship to the next but it is extraordinary to help an individual that is in a unhealthy unhappy relationship marriage and just help them heal their side of the street and see how the marriage begins to shift. It's extraordinary because it, it really, um, it really validates how, when we are in an unhealthy relationship, how a bad behavior causes a bad reaction and another reaction and another reaction. And all it takes is one person to stop reacting, stop behaving badly or change the reaction to a response instead. So let's get going. Today I'm going to talk about um, the hardest one. Like, um, how do I say this? This is probably um, one of the, this This really wreaks havoc on the child and then the inner child and the adult. And this is the neglected child. So... Um, The neglected child really feels like they do not and cannot belong anywhere. You'll find a lot of kids, people even in here, that have been bullied. Um, The bullying is way worse than you think it is. What happens to a child that's been bullied is at the school is as bad as what if, it's, if there's a lot of dysfunction and toxicity and, um, you know, pathogenic parental attitudes in the home. So anyways, um, so let's say you know you're a child of neglect and now again, you can have one or a few of these, you know, um, symptoms, attitudes, thoughts, behaviors, but this is how you're going to know. Um, well, one, you have difficulty feeling close to others and in belonging to a group. Um, you might drift in and out of relationships, okay? Um, you could feel like you lack your own identity. Um, you suffer intensely from anxiety and loneliness, um, yet you will keep people at a distance, okay? You, um, you um, suspect that, you know what, guess what happened? that you are unworthy of love, that you are not lovable, that nobody will love you. And of course, there's the abandonment issues in here. Um, and what will happen is you trust. You do not trust life, trust people. Um, really at all or easily, um, that's for sure. Um, and you might, what when you if you allow somebody in your life and you do attached to them in some way. you have a chance of being very codependent because you are going to attach you're going to take that chance but then you're going to need to control it. Um, you know the neglected inner, inner child has to deal with a lot of handicaps and in um, and, and, and later in life this is directly and proportionally linked to your reactions. And to the way you are going to respond to everybody. Okay, so basically, neglect can it is anything that deprives a child of his full share of um, his parent or parents, the attention um, and love. Right. So you know, there's a lot of factors here. You know, obviously, the parent dies. You know, my mother was killed when I was three. That's a big one. Death of a parent is humongous. Um, a divorce, an abandonment of um, a parent. Um, but in many, many, many cases though, believe it or not, it's just the attitude or the preoccupation of the parent, which basically um, omits and prevents adequate consideration of like, their child's needs and so they 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 basically are not worthy they feel unworthy they they're neglected all they're emotionally neglected um, now what you're going to what what's going to be hard to um, understand about this type of a person is they feel almost empty because emotional neglect is phantom it's elusive so it's difficult to recognize when you're in when you're in the absence of something and it's always kind of been absent. You know it's absent, but you don't really know what it is. All you know is you're not trusting, you're not, you are not, you want to keep people away, you want to stay away, but when you do let them in, like I said, you're gonna get attached. There are people that will stay dismissive, avoidant their entire life because of the neglect, right? For sure. Um, a lot of people that suffered from neglect go from one person to the other. and and again, they're hoping that someone will supply whatever is missing. You know, and a lot of people don't care much about themselves and believe that marriage or a relationship will end to this. And then guess what they, what they find. They find themselves in a marriage, in a relationship with an emotionally, unattached person just like their parents or the codependent finds it in the narcissist right why why would a codependent want a narcissist when they're feeling neglected well again love bombing love bombing love bombing love bombing i'm going to go back to our ecology every child wants to feel loved safe and belong well you when you are a neglected child you don't feel loved you don't feel safe and you don't belong so depending on which one is the most important to you to feel you will get um, become addicted to love if love is it that love becomes a drug. So the codependent, that drug, I got. If I feel it, I'm getting love bombed. Oh my god, this is what I've wanted my whole life. This is what I wanted my whole life. I can't believe I finally have it. And the narcissist love bombs, and that it goes away and it never comes back. But the co-dependent is like, please give that back to me. I finally felt it. I finally felt it. You're finally filling this void. Wait a minute. I thought it was you. It's not you? Please. I want it to be you. Why isn't it you? You said it was going to be you. And But instead they get gaslit and they, you know, get tortured basically. But then there's, you know, and then obviously it's not just the codependent, the narcissist. It's the anxious preoccupied with a dismissive avoidant, you know. And basically that person doesn't care much to the neglected adult, with the adult with neglected, neglected in her child, um, when they find that they are, you know, in this situation with somebody that is emotionally unattached. Oh, brother the loneliness comes back beyond, uh, you know, and, and it, 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 they're just so unhappy. And so they're constantly searching endlessly in vain to have all of these voids filled. Remember, a void is nothing more than a need, a healthy need that most parents fill. Most parents meet the needs of their child, ch- child right? Well, 60% do because they say 60% of people are secure. So 60% of parents, that leaves a shit ton of people out there, okay? Not getting their needs met as a child. So uh, what in a healthy need is, you know, the love, safety, belonging, the validation, the fun, the freedom to make choices, the freedom to be you. There's so many, you know, healthy needs and all those needs are not getting met. None of them are getting met in the neglected child. No. And so what those needs become when they're an adult is a void because it's, it's never been met. So you've just got a big hole and you want for somebody to fill the hole. Think of the void as a hole. Please fill it, fill it, fill it. But nobody can fill that void. You have to, right? So, and So how does a secure and a healthy person go into a relationship? Well, their needs are not voids. They're healthy needs that were met. And so they know that they can fill their, their they can um, meet their own needs, and then they can meet the needs of their partner. Because remember, needs are, yeah, you should be dependent on one another in a healthy way. But when you have voids, which were needs that were not met in childhood, that is when it's unhealthy, okay? So, you know, when, when this, this person neglected and her child realizes they're still going to get neglected, Oh my goodness. They become feeling you know trapped, that they're no good. Um, they're alarmed at their efforts to be close and, and nothing's happening. and they get panicky. Right? And they will just the fear, the anxiety, the depression that can come on is unbelievable. Now, um, then you have like the fearful avoidant in this, in this category right they um endlessly want and seek warmth and love but they're just so frightened of it that they withdraw at any hint of its arrival okay now the problem with this the fearful avoidant is from the neglected child is they will confuse the hell out of you if you meet one of these guys okay because they will, the, the difference between them and the narcissist is because they both keep you confused, but the fearful avoidant actually wants to be close to you. They're not, they're not using you for something. They're just so fearful of, of, of giving you their love and, and you're not going to give it back that then they d- detach and dismiss and avoid. But then they might come running back again and they really can get messed up. And that's all coming from that, you know, neglected in your child. There's no trust there, right? None. And that pattern just goes round and round and round. You know, it's, it's, and and there's always something missing. So, um, you know, what happens is when, when you, when you really need somebody in your child and they're not there, okay, for you. You feel so, um, like I said, lonely, helpless, um, sad, angry. Every emotion that you can think of. You're maladjusted, okay? And a lot of people will end up with the delinquent behavior. Um, you know, you, 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 st- you really will start to act out, okay? Maybe you'll act in, which is, you, you know, you'll, you'll withdraw, uh, you know, see the neglected inner child. Really, it can go one or two ways in a big way. Either you will become a people pleaser, okay, like, and you'll just with go within and just do whatever you can to keep people happy and pleased, so that you know. Or you will act out. I acted out in a big way, okay. So. um See, what happens is you want somebody to care about you. We need to feel somebody cares about us because we don't know. So however we think we're going to get that need met, and it's always in the unhealthy way, we're going to do it. So to get our needs met of thinking somebody cares and loves about us, one of us will act out to get the attention of the parent or people please and become enmeshed with the parent if, you, if that's possible or people please everybody else. And it's this dynamic and this um, pattern that is so destructive and toxic, and it and it um, it destroys the child and then the adult even more. And when you get in a relationship, holy smokes! And you always end up with a person that's different than you, you know. So if if you became dismissive, avoided from it, you might end up with somebody that's anxious, preoccupied, that wants you too much, and you will detach. Or the fearful avoidant, you know, codependent, but it, it's it's a it's it has to be healed. That emotional trauma has to be healed. Um, you know, sometimes it's um, the oldest child, okay, where and you have a lot of younger siblings and you're neglected. The mother and the father are always dealing with the older child. I'm sorry, the younger ch- children, your, all your siblings. You know, so you're, you're constantly, you know, believing I need to do this, I need to do that, I can't bother my mother, I can't bother my father, right? I need to be doing the right thing, I need to be perfect, blah, blah, blah. And it, it, the, in, that child is living in a massive, lonely existence. And they're feeling completely insignificant, right? Very insignificant. And what happens is um, you, you ask yourself, who am I? Who am I? What am I doing here? So when I was in the fourth grade, and I will never forget it, you know. So my dad, remember my mother was killed when I was three, and my father was an abusive, alcoholic, narcissistic, crazy man. And nothing was consistent. I was saving my stepmother from beatings. I was saving my stepsister from the same. Um, Inconsistently seeing some of my aunts that I did love. And I remember I was sitting on the edge of my bed, and I was in the fourth grade, and my, the comforter was white with tiny little red and pink flowers on it. And I looked in the mirror, and I grabbed my cheeks, and I said, who am I, and why am I here? I will never forget that. Like, that is as plain as day for me. And I don't have a lot of memories, which is interesting. But I remember that. Who am I, and grabbing my cheeks, who am I, and why am I here? There's no satisfaction, we feel you know, restless, disconnected. And you know, you can't communicate with anybody because you, when you're trying to communicate when you were a child, you know what? Everybody acts like you're getting on their nerves or you're, you're doing the wrong thing. It's just constant discord everywhere you go. It's like a child is in this lonely vacuum Unable to get close to anyone. And most of the time, if it's, you know, that's not the death of a parent or whatever, you know, you've got the mother or the father, you know, living a lot, some of the times in anxiety and everything's based around their anxiety or it's based around the, one of the parents abandonment, you know, the, uh, the loser dad that just keeps showing up in and out of people's lives that, oh, hi, I'm here. Oh, sorry, leaving again. Or, and nobody tells the truth about him right? Or the alcoholic parent or the drug addict parent. It's always focused on anybody but the child. Okay, so so how do you learn to communicate? You don't. And you have to find a way to escape the devastating psychological um, warfare that's going on in your head. And so you really, you, you will, just, a lot of people, That's what these are the kids and the people that become drug addicts, you know, and and you learn to expect nothing, nothing. And so why do you, why do people, you, you wonder why people are in relationships that take a bunch of shit? Because they've never been given anything and they expect nothing because they don't feel they're worthy enough to get anything, some of these people, right? So, um. And some of the people, guess what? The neglected child, oh, guess what they become? Experts exploiting others. You know? So th- this is the person that um, they're un- you know, un- unable to attach themselves in any way to someone. So what do they do? They use others. And they will demand the love, the affection, everything else, the emotional support. Who does this sound like? The narcissist will come out of a neglected childhood. Yes. Okay. The narcissist will come out of the neglected childhood. For sure. You will find the narcissist in here. And this is the covert narcissist. Okay. This isn't the grandiose narcissist. This is the covert narcissist. So, the severe neglect that they had, well, it creates that tendency to exploit others. Okay. Sometimes they'll, you know, you might find even in childhood the petty theft or something like that. But eventually, then this is when they will exploit other people for money later on, lie, a lot of lying, um, you know, and... What will happen is that what, what's going on is they lack consciousness. And a lot of them, again, what does the narcissist do? Drift from one casual relationship to the next. Um, You'll also hear like, people like in here say, you know what? Um, they have a lot of friends, a lot of people around them, but no real friends. Some can be very, very impulsive. What is a narcissist impulsive? See, what's impulsiveness? Well, it's the absence of something that you don't really know about. So, um, what do you what, what you do? Is you will become impulsive because you're you are not really feeling. So, with the impulses meant that you're, if you're impulsive, you feel alive, right? You feel so you have these rushes. So. This is the people that plunge into the romances, you know, or have these frantic schedules. You know, have you ever seen somebody that had every weekend, There's things are scheduled every weekend, all the time, frantic, frantic, frantic. We can't sit still. We cannot sit still. There's no sitting still. We need to keep moving, keep moving, because I need to feel, 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 because I don't really feel anything. So if I stop moving, I'm going to realize that I'm empty. And when I realize I'm empty, I'm fucked. So keep moving. Impulsive. Right? And, and it, it's not even impulsive. The, there will be planned, but a lot of, you'll. Th- there's no stopping. Right? And And so, it's all about feeling alive, because they don't, if they stop, and they don't, and they allow themselves to feel, the loneliness comes back. And when you are a neglected child, that loneliness aches. It aches. Okay? You know, and they say that the most severe neglect um that you can suffer from and this is in many psychology books many of the things i've studied through over the over the years is when you lose the death your mother dies so i know all about the neglected inner child right and um or if the mother is hospitalized for a very long period of time or institutionalized. Those two things, three things. So if your mother dies institutionalized or hospitalized um, for a long period of like infancy, toddlerhood and stuff, that is when um, you're really going to suffer from an inner child the neglected inner child the abandonment issues um things like that and um it's basically you know it's between really the ages of a few months and five years because why that's when you need continuous attention of at least one person so let's say your mom dies okay and well take me So, your mom dies, she goes to an institution or she's hospitalized. What, do you, what what needs to happen? Well, there needs to be a constant caregiver, okay? Somebody constant to replace her, at the bare minimum. Well, my sister and I were shipped, you know, on the weekends to one grandmother's house and during the week we saw another grandma. Sometimes we'd go to aunts. What Kelly and I had was each other. <clears throat> my brother did stay with my grandmother the whole time, but... Um, and at least then there is potential that they can escape um, personality dis- you know difficulties later in life, which is the reactions, the behaviors, you know, the connections that they can or they cannot make, um, you know, because this is where, when you will see apprehension and a great deal of sadness and withdrawal of the um, neglected inner child when you, in in relationships and in a lot of the things, obviously, that they do. Um so the mother substitute is super important. Um, it, it's, it's, the, it's really, it's, you know, the loss of the mother in the first five years of life is the most serious deprivation for a child. And I suffered it. And my brother suffered it. My sister was seven. But she suffered it. But we, we suffered. And we suffered dearly. Um, But I also believe that my dad, being an abusive, alcoholic, narcissistic person, sealed the deal in for us. And this is why I do what I would do, you guys, because I saw what that neglected inner child was doing to my life. And it was ruining it. And so the reactions are extreme with somebody like this. Um, And, you know... neglected inner child and remember it's not just the people that lose their mom but it's you know everything else that i've described here but so what you'll see is they have a lot of feelings of rage withdrawal and detachment so if you've been with somebody that um are in a relationship or married to somebody that you see rage withdrawal or um, um detachment you can bet your what, how do they say that you can bet your bottom dollar <laughs> which what the fuck does that mean <laughs> bet your bottom dollar is it the dollar on the bottom of the pile <laughs> i asked my kids one day um do you know what floods are you know that's that's when the jeans are too shorts or um when somebody says to you sew sew buttons on your underwear did you ever hear that anyway <laughs> sorry okay so the rage and the withdrawal and the detachment happened just because, again, the neglected inner child has emotional trauma, which what is emotional trauma? What is childhood trauma? Unprocessed emotions. So what do they feel? Rage. That's the biggest thing they're going to feel is rage, 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 because we had to suppress it, suppress it, and the people that became people-pleasers really suppressed it, and the rage will come out. The anger will come out, and you will see it in the reactions and you will see withdrawing and you will see detachment. And that is why these people are very difficult, very difficult to figure out, very difficult to be in a relationship with if you if they have not healed. So you're gonna see the protest behaviors, you're gonna see the despair, you're gonna see the detachment. Okay. So um, you know, what happens a lot too, you gotta remember is these kids, especially like the ones that um that lose the parent. So, if you're with somebody that lost a parent early in life, a mother, or, you know, especially, um, when, when they, so that child is hoping for the return of that parent, right? They're hoping for the per- return. But eventually, they have to start detaching from the parent. Um, and how do they do that? Well, in the beginning, and this, is, this was the route that my grandmother told me that I did go down, basically. You will throw tantrums, episodes of destructive behavior. And I was throwing tantrums, and um, they tried to put me in preschool, and I just screamed and screamed and cried in the corner. And they had to stop doing that. And then what you will do um, it, it, after that, then you start to become detached. Okay, because it's the only way for that child to survive. And when you become detached, you know, you begin to forget. And I forgot her. And I don't know what, I can't imagine the day that I no longer remembered her. I can't imagine. So you're protesting and showing anger while you're yearning for her. You're feeling deserted. You're feeling abandoned. And then you detach. And all the feelings, all of everything that you, that was making you angry and everything, guess what happens? It becomes locked inside. Potentially it will be activated, but it's shut off from the world. And eventually it does come out. (laughs) Eventually it does come out. But that's what it is. So, so, um, and it, when when you have to pent up all of these things as a, a neglected child and again it's not just the death it's all the other things that I talked about you know the the um, the parents that are just neglecting you they're not, they are not emotionally attached to you they are basically abandoning you it, it, and they're there okay you are going to really um, be in, in massive despair you know, and you you, you, later you're going to feel angry, you feel feel guilty for feeling angry, you know, Um, and and then you feel guilty and then you feel shameful for hating somebody and then you feel shameful for your reactions and it just goes this round and round and round thing, you know, and eventually you want to retaliate, you get so angry you want to retaliate from the parental, you know, neglect and you want to punish your parents and that's, you know what? And that's not surprising. You know, when when you have the bossy mother that doesn't emotionally attach to you, oh my God, that wreaks havoc on people. The retaliatory feelings you have come out in reactions later on with the partner, right? So if you feel like you have are, are being parented um, from that neglectful, n- neglectful parent oh my god forget it the, the reaction you're going to have towards your spouse or partner is going to be woo, out of control okay um so and then sometimes we'll idealize oh what they would have been what they would have been and what they could have been and what we would have had and we create this idealized mother or father in our head mostly the mother and and what happens god well what well, you meet somebody and well wait a minute You're not like, no, no, we don't know what's going on. It's subconsciously going on, you know, and, and and it just, and, and what happens is you just start neglecting and rejecting yourself, you know, and everything comes to a dead end. It feels like you're always hitting a dead end and the needs are humongous, Voids, humongous voids. <sighs> you know, and you just keep separating yourself from others, and then eventually you separate yourself from yourself. And it's really hard for these people, for neglected inner children, for the in the adult to um, make goals. And make progress. It's very difficult to make progress in life, and and to meet deadlines, to have satisfying, you know, relationships. Um, you know, we you, mostly you're gonna feel dissatisfaction in a relationship, and your intimacy level might not be so deep because you didn't have any intimacy with your own parents. Right? So how are you going to do that? You're going to be fearful of it, you know? So, um, and you, you, when you might see opportunities for closeness, but God, that's going to be really fearful for you. So that's the neglected inner child. And of course, like I said, the opposites attract, and it's, you know, um, the impulsiveness, the impulsive person moves quickly, From person to person, you know, um, the person that um, also, you know, suffering from neglect, who are they? The codependent, what will they do? Tolerate almost any amount of exploitation to maintain the warmth and closeness given by who? The impulsive person. There is the codependent narcissistic relationship right there. That's both sides of the coin, okay? So you could become a narcissist or you could become a codependent. Okay, so it's like when those two come together, well, you know what? The relationship is immediately thrown out of balance. Okay, because um, both might be suffering from childhood neglect, but both are trying to get different needs met and neither can meet them. And again, voids and neither can meet them. So the impulsive narcissist will just want them to keep moving on and take what they can get, you know, exploit them. And the codependent is like, no, 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 no. Right? So um, it's just this ugly dance. So the neglected inner child longs for the ultimate loving and complete acceptance which a mother gives her child and i'm going to tell you right now that is what i've longed for my whole life is loving and complete acceptance which a mother gives her child that's it nothing else mattered to me my children it was how i finally you know really felt that i think that's why i just i mean being a mother is everything to me but and um and the narcissist has just cut it off they've just basically cut off any emotions but they find that person like me that all we want is complete acceptance and love from that like a mother gives a child and again your mother doesn't have to be dead and it is a difficult way to live and unless you get help You are never, ever going to live the life you desire, dream of, and deserve. And if you're in a relationship with this type of a person, you are never going to find peace until they heal. Or you heal, or, you know, because most likely, if you're in this relationship with a person, you're not healed. Just because nobody can handle this for very long. Nobody. Nobody. Cause it's just a push pull push pull push pull. So, anyways, thank you for tuning in to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you. The podcast. The next episode is going to be all about the rejection, the rejected inner child rejection, which also kind of goes with neglect, but slightly different. Anyways, um, have a great night. Have a great evening. Oh, in the notes, you're going to see how to be uh, become a part of my inner healing community, the best community. Oh my goodness. Click on the link. Um, March is all about, guess what? Finding your passion, your purpose. Past months have been on forgiveness, uh, healing these um, inner child, toddler, uh, gratitude. um, Oh my God, so many things. Self-acceptance, self-love, just like amazing things. Inner child healing community is all about healing. Whether you're in maintenance or you're just coming to it or whatever, um, it's, it's not a quick fix. It's a long-term, every month there's a new theme, and and it's just building, and it keeps building and teaching you new strategies and tools, but it all goes back down to healing through personal development, through psychology. It's a holistic approach. Uh, Just click on the link in the notes, and have a great evening, morning, wherever you are. Good night, good morning, goodbye.